Now we can sit meditation and train the mind. We have mindfulness with the in and out breath. Or we can use the mantra Bhutto together with the knowing of the breath. When the breath goes in, think Bhut, and when the breath goes out, think Do. This is building merit and building goodness. This subject of merit you know of already. So what ways are there to make merit? There is the giving of alms food to the monks which is making merit. There is also chanting where we praise the virtues of the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha. This is meritorious because for just one Buddha to come and become awakened as a Buddha, it isn't easy at all. It's something that takes so much time until it is able to happen. You can't even calculate it how many years or how many millions of years. And when we have faith, then we give up and sacrifice the comforts that we could have enjoyed today. Like yesterday, it was raining very heavily and you could have stayed at home and slept comfortably today. This comfort, we could say, is due to the past merits we have made. But still, we aren't heedless and we try to make new merit. We come here and chant the virtues of the Triple Gem, starting from the chant Itipiso Pakawa Arahang Sama Samputo. The word Arahang Sama Samputo or Bhutto, that means a Buddha that has been born into this world. This doesn't arise easily at all. In one sutta, it tells of one King Naga serpent who had faith in the Buddha, and when it came time for the fifteenth day of the lunar month, he would send his daughter on a boat in the sea, and his daughter would sing in order to find out if there's any news on a Buddha being born into the world yet. She would ask Dhamma questions to the people, and no one could answer. But in our Buddha's time, there was one man who was a Sotapanna, a stream enterer, who had seen the truth that the body was of the nature to arise, stay for a while, and decay. He could answer the Naga daughter's questions. And so the King Naga was so happy that he made big waves in the water, and the people fell into the water. But the Naga helped them get back onto their boat. And then he went to pay homage to the Buddha with great rapture and joy. Even though in that time he had great faith, but he still couldn't practice to see and know the Dhamma because he was a Naga. But the Buddha left the Sasana, the Buddha's dispensation, for the Nagas to protect. So those coming to ordain into the Buddha Sasana, they are called Naga because they are individuals who have faith. So can you see that until the Buddha can become awakened as a Buddha, it takes such an immensely long time. So when we chant and pay homage to the virtues of the Buddha, this is a lot of merit. Or we can do this in an abbreviated way in conjunction with knowing the breath, but with the in-breath and to with the out-breath. Practicing like this is a cause for samadhi, or firm concentration to arise. In the time that we meditate, greed, anger, delusion are stopped temporarily in the mind. 
they are cut off temporarily, and this is kusala. Kusala is cleverness, and this is able to be victorious against that old mind that has delusion covering it all over. We can reduce this delusion even if it's just temporarily, and this is a lot of merit and a lot of goodness. So there is a merit which comes from giving up one's wealth to do it, such as donating to the Sangha or helping with activities and events of the Sangha, and this is a lot of merit. Or we do various things for the public benefit, like helping children or helping the elderly, and this is all merit. Our mind is at ease, but we have to understand and do merit with wisdom. We don't do it from delusion like hoping for merit in the next life, but by doing so, we make this present life difficult. It's not like that. We also undertake the five moral precepts, and this again is merit. So there is a merit that arises from doing dana or generosity, and from keeping the moral precepts, from chanting, listening to dhamma, from helping with activities and events of the monastery, or of public benefit. Or we anumodana sadhu and rejoice together when others make merit. And this is again more merit that we make. And we make merit and then we share the merit to others. And it becomes even more merit for us. So in conclusion, this merit, it is this cleanliness of our spiritual heart, the heart that has brightness. Pubekata punyata, having done meritorious actions in the past. The past merits, this can be done yesterday, or last month, last year, or in the past life, or it can be many past lives ago. And if we do merit today, tomorrow this becomes merit that we have done in the past. It assists us to receive happiness and receive the fruits of merit. This merit we do becomes the cause, and the fruit or result is that we receive happiness of mind. So the doing of merit in the past, the Buddha said, is the highest blessing of one's life. This was a teaching the Buddha gave at Jetavana Monastery. The merit that we accumulate will lead us to have happiness. In this life, we receive happiness and comfort. But however much or little merit we have made in the past, we must not be heedless now. We should build this merit and goodness as much as we can and doing it in a way that doesn't harm oneself or others in the process. When we do a lot of meritorious actions, then the mind becomes more at ease and peace arises. For example, some people who are interested in meditation and Dhamma practice, they will chant and then do meditation and make the mind peaceful. The mind that has peacefulness, even for just a short time, can have knowing that this life of ours, we are able to live it because of this in and out breath. It's just this much. The many things that we have in our life, its importance comes from our breath. If the breath ceases, then all the things that we have are all gone, whether it's wealth, status, praise, all types of pleasures, it all disappears. So the breath has great, immense value. It lets us know how much is enough. But we must know the value of the breath 
through having mindfulness to know the breath as it goes in and out and through contemplating the truth of this body of ours. Each time that we breathe in and out, the body retreats accordingly. This is called kusala or wisdom arising. We practice both merit and kusala. Kusala is cleverness and merit we make through doing the various good meritorious deeds. And when we do these regularly, this is karma that we do often and it becomes habitual. Then we can recollect it easily. Like when we do chanting, we do so with proficiency. In the beginning, we chant with difficulty because it's in the Pali language. But when we chant regularly, then we're able to chant and we can remember the chants. We start to know the meaning of each of the chanting verses. For instance, the Buddha or Bhutto is the knowing one, the awakened one, the joyous one in the Dhamma. The mind of the Buddha is joyous already. And then we see how we will make our own minds to be as joyous as the Buddha. We give our practice as homage to the Buddha by following what the Buddha taught. We give alms, make merit. We chant in the morning and evening or when we have an opportunity such as the lunar observance days or the weekends, then we come join the group chanting in the monastery. We are determined in this. And this spiritual heart it has a great extreme value. Venerable Ajahn Man taught that the person that overlooks the spiritual heart has overlooked a priceless wealth. The priceless wealth is the spiritual heart of ours, of course. If our heart has purity, then it will have such a great value. It's waiting for us to develop it in this way. So we need to use Dhamma. The qualities of mindfulness, samadhi or firm concentration and wisdom. And we do this with a base level of morality as a foundation for our heart. We have the five moral precepts as a foundation of the heart. And this will make it easier for the heart to become firm with samadhi. This is because there is no distress from various things. And the heart has purity to the level of sila or morality or to the level of our actions and speech. And then we firmly meditate with the mind that recollects Bhutto Dhammo Sankho as our meditation object. Whether we are standing, walking, sitting, or lying down, we try to cultivate the mind. We develop the mind that has a foundation of metta, or loving-kindness, and karuna, compassion, always. Because these four sublime abidings of loving-kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy and equanimity will make us keep sila well. We will keep sila even more pure and it makes our sila more firm. The foundation of our minds need to have loving-kindness and compassion. And higher than this is mudita or sympathetic joy. That is, we are joyous in the goodness of others. Metta, loving-kindness, is the wanting of everyone to have happiness. May all living beings have happiness. Because every living being that is born, whether human or animal, wants to have happiness. They don't want to have suffering. But because of the fruits of their karma, they have to be born as animals. Living beings 
that have no opportunity to build goodness like humans. But humans have to be careful as well. Here we aren't referring to humans as in the bodies of people that we see every day. The real humans must be those that have the human arising in their spiritual heart. This arising of a human heart is very difficult, that is, being human in the spiritual heart. The people that arise isn't difficult these days, they overfill the world. But those people, to develop themselves to being a proper human being, is very difficult. Manusa, the Pali word for human, is made up of two words, mana, which is the heart, and add the word usa, which is human. Together, it is the person who has a high spiritual heart more than just normal. But in the span of one day, we need to notice whether the mind is a human all through the day. Like we have just undertaken to keep the five moral precepts, so this time we are humans. If we maintain this, then we will be humans for longer, for more minutes, hours, or for the whole day. So today, we have already undertaken the five moral precepts, so we have to be determined to maintain it. Like if someone comes to us swearing, then we don't argue back. We will stop for one day. We are developing sila parami, the perfection of morality. Like in the Buddha's past life as a prince naga serpent named Buridatta, who went to build sila parami in the human world. He was caught by the Brahmin snake Chama Alambayana, who used a magical trap of the Garudas to catch the Naga. But whatever pain and suffering he was inflicted with, he patiently endured it all. We reflect on the patient endurance of the Buddha of ours as a Bodhisattva. Today is the same for us. We practice building Sila Barami. Sometimes there are many moods and emotions that come and test our minds to see how firm we are in sila. If our heart has samadhi as well, this will make us able to keep sila well. This is because the qualities of mindfulness and wisdom will be firm with our heart. However much our mind thinks and proliferates, we will know it and we will see the arising and passing away of them. When we see this arising and passing arise in the body and mind, we start to see the Dhamma. We see the Dhamma arise right in front of us. We see the arising and passing away clearly, and we see the drawbacks of not seeing it clearly. We should develop this feeling a lot, accumulate this feeling a lot. When we have this feeling more and more, then the mind becomes more and more pure the heart will have freshness and life. So our practice of meditation, having mindfulness to know the in and out breath, is the object of goodness. It purifies our heart from being dark to becoming bright. It is merit that we have done in the past, or it is the merit that we do in the present, and tomorrow it becomes the merit that we have done in the past already. Therefore, make a lot of merit. This merit will make the heart grow in wealth. From human wealth, it becomes heavenly wealth. And this arises in the heart, in the present. It isn't that we die and become born as dewas or heavenly beings. In the present, we die as a person and become a human. 
we die as a human and become a dewa in this present moment. So in this world, with all its people, there are some people who have really good minds and they can be called a dewa in a conventional sense. We call them as a dewa already because their minds have metta and karuna, loving kindness and compassion, as a foundation consistently. May you be determined in this. Soon we'll have chanting and you can think today that you have come and you'll chant the virtues of the Buddha, which isn't something easy to come by. That is, we are born as humans. We met with the Buddha's dispensation and we are determined to chant with wholesome intentions which are very meritorious. We chant loudly and together in unison and that echoes within our nervous system. Sometimes we may hear the sound of chanting echoing within our brain. Why is this? It's because we chant often. We could go anywhere and we may hear the sound of chanting. This is a type of recollection and can make us safe from dangers. In one case there was a car accident about to happen where the van flipped over and one woman in the van could see that there was going to be danger and started to chant and cultivate her mind. She was able to be safe and one person was able to help her get out of danger. There are many benefits of chanting whether they arise in the time that we are living or in the times of danger or at the time we are about to die from this world, then this merit and goodness will help the heart be joyous into the next life. May you all grow in Dhamma and in blessings.